too much to talk about. I don't want to hear the song anymore. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I, I was going to let it go. There's too much to talk about. So much. Okay, Walkers and Talkers, what, episode 16, maybe? I think about that. Yeah, something like that, episode 16. <laughs> There's so much going on. So, in case you're joining us for the first time, I'm David Brody from Elder Street in the Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light FM in New York. Good morning. And this is a podcast which we started to talk about The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead, and now we're talking about Preacher. Yes. Preacher was fantastic. Oh, so good. Best episode yet. Okay, but before we get to that, okay, there's stuff to talk about with Walkers. Okay. And we're the talkers, so okay, so I'm excited. So first, we get a couple of uh, graphics last week, um, banners from The Walking Dead with Negan. Yes. Then we get Fear the Walking Dead Season 2 Part 2 trailer. Yes. And then we get Season 7 The Walking Dead trailer. I stopped breathing. It was pretty intense. So, oh, my God. All right, let's start off slowly. Okay. Why don't we talk about um, the Fear the Walking Dead trailer, which you and I just watched on YouTube. Yes. Uh, it kicks off August 21st, comes back, part two. When we left uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, they all split up. They had escaped uh, Sylvia's uh, plantation, and they all kind of went off in different ways. Yeah. Nick's walking with the dead, and... Um, Strand and Madison and Felicia, or Alicia, are all by themselves. Right, and then uh, Chris and his dad are all by themselves. Yeah. It's, it's nice to say their names again. I feel like... Travis and, Travis and, Travis and Chris. Travis and Chris. So, <laughs> the trailer... Oh, my God, it shows so much. Uh, whoa, yeah. It, it shows Nick walking with the dead. It shows Nick getting involved with, like, a drug cartel. And it looks like, in the scene, they're going to cut his arm off. They have him, like, face down, smushed to the ground. Right. Now, that reminded me that in, in the Walking Dead comics, early on, the governor cuts Rick's arm off, his right arm. Yeah. And so he fires left-handed, and they didn't cut his arm off on the TV show. At least they still haven't. And Robert Kirkman, the creator, talked about that it would have been too difficult to cut his arm off. Then he wouldn't be able to climb on things. He wouldn't be able to get on top of things. Oh, yeah. It would be almost impossible. Where in the comics, they can just draw him, and then he's on top of something, and then yeah. <laughs> you don't really have to explain it. Um, But that it's also too much money with CGI to constantly green screen and, and get the arm out. Yeah. Like Herschel's ankle and foot Aww. was very expensive to not I'm have. sure. So they weren't going to take Rick's arm off. So I'd like to think that theory still applies that they wouldn't take Nick's arm off because he seems to be the Rick of the show or at least the lead or the focus right now. Definitely. So I hope they don't take his arm off but it looks in that scene like they might. Ooh. Chris and uh, his father. Travis. Travis. They're in trouble. They're all in trouble. But... Uh, anyway, this looks great. There's a lot of walkers. There was one creepy scene, though. Now, you have to watch the trailer, but oh. I'm going to try to explain it. There's a fence, right? And on one side of the fence is survivors, and the other side of the fence is walkers. And then there's a bus. Now, the bus goes perpendicular to the fence, so it goes through the fence, so that if you go in the door of the truck, the, the school bus, you can get on in the survivor side, walk through the bus, Come out the back of the bus, down some steps, and you're now in with the, the with the walkers. This one guy looks like he says goodbye to his wife and daughter, goes through the bus, walks out into the walkers, stands there, and they attack him and eat him. Yeah. Oh my God. Why? I don't know if this was some kind of religious ritual where his daughter looked horrified. Right. Where like they were giving him as tribute to oh. maybe make the curse go away. Like Ooh. one of those small town or or. or I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. It looks like something I don't believe in. Yeah. But that some people believe in, like the like if they sacrifice him, some it'll go away. Yeah, the chupacabra demon yeah. would go. Whatever. So chupacabra. That's what. <laughs> I, 
you know, that's what it looks like. It looks like they're like giving him like throwing a virgin into the volcano. Yes. Like oh. to, so I don't know, but he gave himself up willingly. So he didn't even look scared. I was scared. I and was. They, I was freaking out. They ate him like the horse in the oh, first episode of Walking Dead. Buttons. Oh, buttons. No. His name buttons the first the- horse. Rick's oh, horse. not the first horse. No, horse, uh, Buttons isn't like season four. Yeah, no, 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 no. The first horse when he oh, rides, into, horrible. rides into oh, Atlanta. God. That's the first scene I ever saw. Oh. Friend of mine said, you got to watch The Walking Dead. I'm like, I don't have any room to watch any more shows. It's like, just watch this one scene where Rick rides on the horse into town and they eat the horse. And I was disgusted, but riveted. Like, he's in the tank and the grenade and the whole thing. That was it. That was it for me. I went home and binge watched <laughs> two and a half seasons yep. and I caught up and I, now I'm addicted. Now I do a podcast yeah. with you. <laughs> So that trailer's great. Check that out. Okay. Season seven, The Walking Dead. Now, I thought it was brilliant. What they did was, and this isn't spoiling anything. I promise we would never do that. They don't show any of the characters in season seven. So what they do is, at least the ones that that might get the bat. Yeah. They show each character with the bat in front of them, and they show flashbacks of their life. All the way back to season one. Right. Different things that we remember. Like, oh, these people had a life. These people had a history. And and one or more may is dead at this point, and then they show Heath and Tara, who, if you remember, went off a couple episodes before the finale, yeah, to go rummage for supplies. So they can show them. They can show Morgan and Carol, who are at the kingdom, which is a a new region we're going to see. Yes, uh, and the leader of the kingdom is Ezekiel. Who has a tiger? We saw the tiger. We saw the tiger. Yeah, Sheba. cool. The, the tiger is in there, and it was like, oh, it's a tiger. So, and then the, uh, it looks it looks like uh, the hilltop community was attacked by walkers, mm. and there's some fire going on, and Jesus is kicking ass. And you see Negan. It's a lot of it's a lot of footage of Negan and other saviors like Dwight, and Negan and his girlfriend drinking lemonade. <laughs> now, there's one scene which, if you pause it, it's ne- it again. This is not a spoiler. It's Negan standing there with a white wall behind him, and Maggie is standing behind him. <gasps> it's three quarters of Maggie's face looking distraught. So, yeah. So Maggie has to be not dead. Now we didn't yeah. think he was going to beat up we the pregnant woman. We didn't think woman. it was going to be Maggie. And because Maggie has a huge role in the comics after the the bat incident, it, it looks like she's on her way. So again, some of you have asked me not to spoil things from the comics. So on this particular time, I'm not going to mention what Maggie does in the comics. But she takes on a role, and it looks like she's going to do that. The TV show is leading that way. So she's in the trailer for like a split second. Unless it's someone who looks just like Maggie. Oh. And it, but to me, it looks like it has to be Maggie. You and I will go watch after this okay. and, and we'll tweet about it. And So very exciting. Uh, the official date for The Walking Dead coming back in season seven is the... Isn't it October 24th? 23rd, I believe. Oh, 23rd. Okay. Whatever the Sunday is, I think it's yeah. the 23rd. Okay. Because there was rumor it was the 16th. There was rumor it was the ninth, which are both Sundays, so adding 7, 23rd. Yeah. And it's in the trailer. Trailer's great. It's, it's online. Got to look at it. I had chills. I had chills. But they show Negan's bat dripping blood. Oh, I know. And, and although it looks cool, you realize it's one of the saviors. I know. Yeah. Now, in the category of no spoilers, at Comic-Con this weekend, Negan was sitting at a table with two cast members from The Walking Dead. Now, what I'm going to say, not a spoiler. I promise. They asked him who he kills. And of course, he's not going to say... He's not going to answer that. He's not going to answer it. But what he did say is nobody at this table. Now, (gasps) 
He Hold did? on. No, eh, eh, eh. Oh. That doesn't spoil anything because if you're listening, you don't know who's at the table. Now, if you decide to go look at the scene with him at that table, that's on you, people. Oh. <laughs> that's on you. That's not on me. That being said, it could have been a ruse. It could have been fake, and it is someone at the table. You don't know. Yeah. But but people were were, were buzzing over the weekend that uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan, let a partial cat out of the bag. Now, there's 11 people that could have gotten the bat. Yes. And there's also rumor that it's more than one person got the bat. I, you know what? I was somewhere over the weekend, and we were discussing who we think Negan killed, and they said, oh, it's two people. I was like, what? Well, here's the theory, behi- the here's the theory behind that. In the comics, and as they've said on the TV show, what we do is we usually kill one of you to show you we mean business, and the rest fall in line. Yes. Right? So they owe them a kill, but they also owe them a kill for killing so many of Negan's men. Oh, yeah. They killed a lot. Now, Negan said, I'm going to beat the living hell out of you, whatever he said, the living daylights or whatever he said, out of one of you. The holy hell out of one of you. The holy hell out of one of you. But that doesn't mean that, again, not a spoiler, I don't know anything, let's say they kill Abraham and Eugene stands up and yells. Maybe he then kills Eugene for opening his mouth because the rule was don't, Don't. don't, don't speak, right? I don't know anything. I'm just making up names. But maybe there was a reason why he killed a second person. Do you think that he did kill a second person? Okay, it would be a huge shock coming off of fans being upset there was a cliffhanger and I fans don't, waiting. I can't handle it if there's two. I, I feel like that would be a, like a heart-wrenching. Yeah. Like you watch someone die no. and then he goes, and now you, I got to give you payback for killing. Because they killed like 35, 40. I tried to figure it out. It was like 50 guys, right? So they, they killed Negan's men, um, the first ones with the surface-to-air missile, the guys on the motorcycles that yes. stopped. Um, Sasha, Abraham, and Daryl. Then they killed... They went in that compound. And they went in the compound and killed like 20, 30 people. We don't know how many. Then they killed the three women and guy who captured... Um, Carol and Maggie. Carol and Maggie. They killed those women. Then Carol killed the five guys in the pickup truck on the road. Oh, that was bad. Or four of them, and then Morgan killed the last one. So if you add them all up, not knowing exactly how many guys were in the compound... It's still like 5, 10, 14, 35, 40. Yeah. So it's high. It make, now, in the in the comics, they only kill like 10, maybe. Oh, really? Well, yeah. no, this is way more than 10. Right. Now, another thing that happens in the comic, not a spoiler, is at the same time that Negan has these guys captured, Dwight, in the comics, leads an attack on um, Alexandria, not knowing that they were captured. Okay. And the people still at Alexandria capture Dwight. And when Rick comes back after, in the comics, Glenn is killed, he says, you got to let Dwight go. We don't want any trouble from these guys. Let him go. And they let Dwight go. But that wouldn't make any sense because Dwight is with them. Yes. So I'm thinking Dwight now attacks the hilltop. Instead of Alexandria. And maybe the hilltop captures Dwight or a similar important player. And they say you gotta let him go. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that even gets recreated, but that might be a remix on it slightly for television. Yeah. It makes so, sense though, because Dwight is with them right now. Yeah, so Dwight can't do that because it would make no sense. They all know who Dwight is. And he unless unless when they go to Hilltop to get Maggie's help medical help, then Dwight goes and attacks Alexandria. So that could happen. Yeah. Okay, but not a spoiler. No. <laughs> so all in all, Walking Dead, very excited. Fear the Walking Dead, very excited. <sighs> now, Fear the Walking Dead is a show that was not bad the first season, but slow. The second season was slow. Slow, slow build up. And, and then, then it got up. super now, intense. And now we like it. Yeah, love it. 
preacher. Now we're coming full circle back to the preacher we've yeah. been doing, right? You're excited. Yeah, I, I am. I'm excited about this one. Preacher was a show that the first couple episodes we liked. And then I think, was it three and four or four? Yeah, and like, f- there was a lull in the middle. Three and four were terrible. And yeah. we had a podcast where we talked about, should we keep should watching we even this thing? Watch what are we doing here? And by the way, uh, Preacher's going to end next week, which is which leaves us a couple of weeks before Fear the Walking Dead comes back. Yeah. So we may have to figure out what to talk about or talk about Walking Dead conspiracies and any news that comes out. We'll have to figure it out. I, I think we should do conspiracy theories. So here's what, here's what I want you to do if you're listening, uh, which you clearly are because you're hearing me say this. <laughs> um, you know, tweet us uh, on uh, with our hashtag walkers, uh, hashtag walkers and Talkers and let us know uh, after next week what you think we should be talking about. On any day, just you know, tweet at us. We've given out our Twitter addresses a million times. Uh, but we'll get them out at the end again anyway. And let us know what we should talk about when there's uh, none of those three shows to talk about. Okay. I know, Jamie, you're all excited. I, I'm ready. You're all excited. <laughs> all right, so episode nine called Finish the Song, which oh, has a very unbelievable yeah. meaning, uh, is the next to the last, the penultimate episode of the season. And, it, and, and from what I understand, it's leading up to next season, which is where the comic book starts. Okay. So this is all pre-comic So book. the entire season was pre-comic. Right. Now, I don't know if next season in the finale it starts the comic book. I may have to read the first episode of the comic okay. to see where, where, where it all matches up. Okay. So the show starts with the angry cowboy, right? We had seen him in a flashback. He went into town to get medicine for his daughter, and he's, he met a family on the way, and then when he got into town, he got the medicine. He went into a bar for a drink before he went home. And he saw a bunch of guys, it looked like raping the mother, killed oh, the father. And making the kid watch. Making the kid watch. And this family had befriended him. And he he didn't do anything about it. Well, he, he beat them up? Uh, oh, no. Well, oh, he got into a fight. Was, there was also a preacher there that was kind of a dick. Right, too. there was a yeah. dick preacher. So he got into a fight with those guys. And... They beat the hell out of him. They beat the hell out of him. And when he went out to get on his horse to go home with the medicine... The preacher came out and said, I recognize you from a war that we had, a fight, where you killed a lot of my men, a lot of my horses, and he shoots his horse in the head, oh. which was terrible. Now now the angry cowboy had to walk all the way home, didn't get home in time to save his daughter's life. His wife and daughter were dead, eaten by crows. Yeah. Now, do you think, how do you think the mother died? I don't know. Because I was, I was talking about that with someone earlier. Uh, obviously, the daughter, I think, died of her illness. You think she killed herself? I think she either killed herself or died of a broken heart or... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I no longer know if that's important yeah. based on what happened this week. So he goes back into town and... Well, we don't... He looks like he's going to go kill everybody. He went back into town with such a vengeance that it almost seemed like one of them killed his family. I think... No, I think he was going back to kill the guy for shooting his horse. Yeah. And for killing that family and realizing that his life is, you know, these people are evil and they're the reason his wife and daughter are dead. And, and that's all horse. we saw. We saw that he was loading back up with his guns and he was going in town. So this episode, we see a lot of that summarized. He goes back in the bar and the preacher sees him and, and the little boy, who I guess is still there. Yeah, he welcomes him and says, hey, mister, there's everybody's, a storm coming. Everybody's welcome. And with that, there's an Asian guy singing. Yes. Right? A guy playing the piano, Random. Asian guy singing. And the priest is like... Welcome back. We know who you are. The kid's right. Welcome back. Are you going to take Jesus as your savior? And uh, all's forgiven and whatever. And he says, like, we're going to meet Jesus together. And he drops some heads on the ground. Yeah, whose heads were those? Either anyone who was outside. Just randos, you think? Randos or the guys who beat him up. 
Yeah. But like four heads came right. rolling out. So the preacher's like, well, what do you want? What do you? And before he could even finish what he's saying, the Boom. cowboy shoots him. And he shoots everybody. He shoots every woman, every hooker, right? All the everybody in the bar, women are hookers. I must, wait, so I didn't. He must have killed the kid then. I didn't see. I went I back didn't and watched see it. it. I didn't see the kid. No, he wasn't there. Where'd he go? A couple of guys got out the back door. He shoots everybody, right? And then he walks by the. Now the only people still alive. Well, he said to the 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 Chinese guy. He said, "Finish well, the Asian. song, Asian. Finish the song. Finish the song." So he, he so while he's singing, this poor guy's trembling and singing. He's shooting everyone in the bar. Yeah. He walks up to the piano player who's still playing, walks around him, and the piano player doesn't even flinch, and he shoots him. And now all you see is him behind the singer. Yes. He walks past the singer, and you're like, wow, he spared the singer. That's what I thought. I'm like, whoa, right. why and did then, he save him? He cuts the guy's head off. Oh, my God. That was crazy. I rewound it like three times. Yeah. So so that's that. Yeah. So back to Everyone's this. Everyone's dead. We see that. Everyone's dead. Um, we then get back to reality. The preacher, as we saw in the last episode, was arrested at the church because they said he was crazy, losing his mind, even though he was defending the church. So he's leaving with the sheriff, and the sheriff's like, what'd you do with my son? And he's asking him about Eugene, and he manages to escape the car. He did a tuck and roll. Tuck and roll, jumps out of the car, he escapes. (laughs) Okay. We cut to the two agents in the hotel, and uh, I'm sorry, the two agents. uh, Fior and DeBlanc. Thank you. They go to a travel agent and, and they're like, oh, yeah, where do you want to go? Yeah, this is weird. Someplace tropical? And they're like, hell. And she's like, I think you're in the wrong place. He's like, no, I don't think we're in the wrong place. I want to go to hell. So this woman books trips to hell. So she she gets on her keyboard and she's like, yeah, and typing <laughs> she, away. And, and she she books them on a trip to hell. Tells them where to pick up the shuttle right. to hell. Right, right, right. And then she, she, they go to pay her and she's like, that's not enough money. He's like, that's all we have. So she's, she's like, like, I want 20 minutes with the tall guy. Jeff Fiore. He stands your... up like really fast. He's like, well, if that's what she wants. Right. And, he's <laughs> and the like other a... guy's like, sit down. Right. He's not going anywhere. Right. So she wanted to bang Fiore. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's Lurch. fine. Yeah. Um, now, here's here's a scene that sets up the ending. Something happens at the end we're going to get to, but I'm going to tell you in this scene why I think it happened. Okay. We see Tulip in her house where she's been locked up trying to cure Cassidy. Yeah. Cassidy burned from the sun in showing Preacher who he was. He needs to, like, regenerate himself. He, right, he's in bad shape. She's been giving him, like, rabbits and gerbils and And last week she, fed him, she fed him a dog. And a dog. Right. Brewski. Bruce, oh, poor Brewski. So, she, so Emily comes over to watch Cassidy, or watch the house, and Tulip says, look, just so you know, Cassidy's a vampire. Yeah. And he needs to be fed these creatures and things, and uh, as long as you're cool with that. And she's like, all right, yeah, all right, fine. She seemed a little in shock, but she did it. And Tulip says something to her about, um, you can have Preacher. He, you know, you can have him. I don't want him. Because she says, oh, um, I'm helping Preacher. He needs help or whatever. And she's like, I don't care. She's like, fine, let him be your boyfriend. Let him be your boyfriend. And she says, oh, I have a boyfriend, the mayor. I thought that was weird. Well, I guess she was trying to, you know, like, girls don't want to admit they don't have a boyfriend. Yeah. I, so she was trying to admit she was a boyfriend. Yeah. She's like, he's cool. Okay. I'm like, oh, boy. You're not convincing uh, so, so, here. So that scene right there, I'm going to reference later. Okay. Because that scene was very, very, very important. Okay. Okay. So Emily feeds a guinea pig to Cassidy. She walks in the room, gives him a guinea pig. Of course, you don't see it. You, you just, just hear, hear him attacking, attacking the guinea pig. And then she goes back in to see what he looks like because she's curious. Oh, oh. And she sees he's in bad shape. His yeah. skin is all burnt. His hair is gone. Like, it's all, he looks like crap. Yeah, he looks terrible. He looks terrible. So, um, 
the she calls the mayor, her boyfriend, who's at Ken Cannon's office. What was going on in there? So Ken Cannon's standing it's on his freaking desk. Weird. Ken Cannon's a nut job. He's out of his freaking. But mind. he's a, he's a masochist. He likes pain and whatever. He likes to watch. And he, he's pain. having so his co his his employees are in a circle. They like created a fight club. Right, and there's two guys <laughs> fighting and beating each other up, and then the other guys are in a circle with, so they can't get away, and he's watching it. Standing on his desk. Right, he's an asshole. <laughs> Sorry, I cursed. Anyway, so the mayor gets a phone call from Emily saying, oh my God, you've got to come. I'm hiding in the closet. Help me, help me, help me. I'm at uh, the O'Hare's house. Right. Immediately, I knew what was going on. Immediately. I, I like kind of knew, but I was like, maybe she's really scared. So I didn't the, know. So the phone goes dead. He runs over to Tulip's house. By the way, Tulip's last name is O'Hare. Now I understand. We were talking a few weeks ago about... Preacher's father saying she's in O'Hare, we can't trust them, right? So I just, okay, I forgot she was in O'Hare. Right. Yeah, she's in O'Hare. Right, that reminds me. We never figured that out yet, who killed Preacher's father. No. Okay. So the mayor rushes over to Tulip's house. She, He walks into to the house, doesn't hear anybody. He walks into Cassidy's room. At this point, again, I know what's going on, but I, you didn't. I knew. As soon as he walked in, I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay. Now, this was this is straight out of a scene from there's an old horror movie from the 70s called Creep Show where this guy has a wife I'm sorry he has a wife he hates okay Adrian Barbeau beautiful woman back then hates her she's a screaming whining nag he's just <laughs> and I believe if I remember correctly there was a he was a scientist or he worked in a building and um there was a box delivered to the school and it's a horrible creature that destroys things and kills things in a box just <laughs> right, <laughs> and it, he's got it like under a staircase. Oh my god! And uh, he hates his wife. This whole the whole short. It's a bunch of shorts. Creep show, and in this short, he he wants to. You can see he hates her. He says, "There's a little girl needs your help. She's scared. She's under the steps. She's hiding in a box." Oh god! And so she goes and looks in the box to rescue this little girl. And the monster grabs her, and you just hear him eating her. Uh. And you see the husband's like, mm, "I'm free now." Right? Bye, Felicia. Which is what it reminded me of. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> so as Cass, as the mayor is, is in Cassidy's room, he's looking around, doesn't see anybody. Emily walks behind the door and pulls the door closed and locks, locks it. it. And he's like, hey, let me out, let me out. What's going on? What are you doing? She knows what's going to happen. Cassidy rips him to pieces. Oh, yeah. Vampire oh. style and drinks his blood and kills yep, him. And kills him. Ugh. Right. Emily so, seemed not even affected. Right. Now she was like, Meh. now do you want to know why she did it? Tell me, I want to know. Okay, I, now I want your theories if I'm wrong. Okay, tweet us, people. Tweet us. Here's my theory. She knows she can have preacher now. Tulip released preacher and said he can be your boyfriend. Oh my god! Boom! That is so good. Blew your mind. Oh my god! Mind blown right now. She is so hot <gasps> for preacher. Holy shit! That now that she realizes Tulip has no interest. She's like, well, I don't want it. This mayor's never going to go away. And Preacher kind of knows she has a thing with the mayor, so now if he's out of the picture, yep. Preacher could really be hers. Yep. Oh, that's sick, Emily. Yeah. Emily. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's always God. the quiet ones. Oh. So that's my theory. That is so good. She got rid of him, two birds with one stone, helped Cassidy, which will also look good for her with Preacher, yeah. that she helped his best friend. Mm. <laughs> okay. When did you think that? When, as it was happening or after the show? Um, no, right away. Right away. Right away. I was like, why would she? Oh, okay. When she made the call, I knew why she was making the call, that she was setting him up. Yeah. But then I was like, why would she want to get rid of the, bo oh, because she can have Preacher now. Mm. 
Jesse, that Jesse Custer. Right. Now, Tulip left for Albuquerque. Oh, to get Carlos. To get Carlos, the guy that left them flat on a crime, he drove away. So, at one point we see, oh, 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 oh. So, Preacher calls Tulip because he realizes he's always loved her. So, he calls her. Now, was he on, was she on speakerphone? You know what? I couldn't really tell if he was... She, I, I thought she was listening to the message. Okay. And then it panned away, and I don't think she heard it at all. No, I think she did because she smirked. There was a small she smirk. She's kind of smirking. It was like at a Mona Carlos. Lisa smirk. Yeah. No. So I think in real time, what they did was they showed us preacher leaving a message, then cut to us watching Tulip listen to the message, which was "I love you. I've always loved you." And then they said that little quote from when they were kids with each other. Right. And then till forever or something. Right. And then she looks across the room. And there's Carlos, the double double crosser, bound and gagged. She has a freaking meat cleaver. She's got in her like hand. A, a meat a mallet, like a, yeah. pa- a meat pounder, right? And so she walks over to him like she's gonna pound the crap out of him. That's all we see. Yeah. Okay. What am I missing before we get to the real shocker at the end? Oh, and then Emily just casually like released all the pets. She's like, "You're free now. Go." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the sheriff. Oh. The sheriff walks into a hotel room that's covered in blood. And in the tub is a blonde. Oh my God! Yeah, is the blonde woman who's an angel from hell, or the agent that was sent down who keeps regenerating? Yeah, with the, the, the Fiorian de Blanc. Yes, right. She's the guy. She's the one that was sent to capture them. But they must have realized if they cut her arms and legs off and throw her in a tub, she won't die necessarily. But she can't walk away. She can't kill herself. No. Nope. Because if she kills herself, she'll regenerate and be fine. So just come right back. So the sheriff walks in and sees her and says, oh, my God, I'll, I'll call an ambulance. And she's like, no, kill me. And he's like, I can't do that. And she's like, she says, kill me. Now, he thinks she's saying it because she can't live anymore. She doesn't want to live without her arms and her legs. And he, she wants him to mercy kill her. Yeah. But she really wants to die so she can just regenerate. She'll come right back. So as a bad cop, he chokes her to death. But then he was like a little intense. Like he choked her way longer right. and more intense than Because needed. she reappears behind him, so it means she's already dead. He kept choking and he stepped, her. He was like shaking and yeah. had this crazed face. More importantly, I know it's a small town and the CSI team's not there, but wouldn't they notice his fingerprints and ligature marks on her neck? I thought that. I thought, well, they're going to find his fingerprints around her neck. What's he going to say? I tried to resuscitate her? Yeah. <laughs> or will they just assume the cause of death was... You know, the limbs being cut off. Well, Probably that was, the that, limbs. That, you know, overall, that was creepy. But a good, so far, the episode's pretty good. And then she left, and we don't know where she went. Well, she went to find Fiora and yeah. which, by the way, they were going to call heaven because they flipped the coin and decided, we need to call heaven and figure out what, what to do. Except their heaven phone's gone. The heaven phone's gone. Preacher was, stole it. Uh, no, Cassidy stole it. Oh, I thought Preacher did. No, Cassidy did. He, didn't Cassidy have it under the, he had it? He's didn't like, Jesse, when the cops were coming, had it in his arm? One of them stole it. But okay. Cassidy says, he has the phone. He goes, you need angel hands to uh, to dial on the phone. You can't just call heaven. But I guess Preacher realized something that I didn't realize initially. All of the dead bodies they killed of Fjord and DeBlanc and that woman, their hands are still in existence. That's true. So in the trailer for next week, yes, the trailer. he used one of their hands to make a call. So next week's episode, Preacher calls heaven, or at least tries to. So that's going to be weird. Because he promised Ken Cannon if he gives him one extra week, he will bring God to that church. Yes. So does he call heaven and ask God to come down? Next week's going to be awesome. Oh, man. The trailer for next week looks sick. My favorite line in the, in the episode was when the bus comes to bring Fjord and DeBlanc to hell, and he says, no no baggage. 
There's like a little bus, like a yeah, like a little shuttle, like a little <laughs> shuttle, and he they had that big trunk carrying around. So DeBlanc says to him, the short guy, he goes, you can't bring the case. He goes, but my comics. And he's like, my comics are in there. Yeah, his comic books. Oh. So they get on the bus to hell and go to hell. And that's all we know at that point. Um, Preacher finds Cassidy with all the dead bodies. And uh, Cassidy's like, it's not safe here. You better go. And Preacher's like, I'm your, I'm your boy. I'm not leaving. I'm going to help you bury the body. And then he's like, oh, you killed the mayor. Yeah, but he doesn't seem too upset about it. No. And he's like, you, you know, he's like, what are you going to do? Because I'm going to help you bury the body. You've seen me at my worst. I've seen you at your worst. We're a team. Let's bury the body, which they end up doing. Um, flashback now to the 1800s. Yeah, rat water. We see the angry cowboy basically relive the scene over and over about again. About 10 times. They make us watch it over and over again. The horse being shot. The, the woman being raped. Him blowing away everybody, killing the poor Asian singer. Watching his wife and daughter being eaten alive. Right, so the whole thing plays out over and over again on a loop, and we don't know what we're watching. And it just keeps happening over and over again. And the whole place is shaking like there's a tornado, but they never really explain that. And over and over again, he's reliving this. And you're like, is this a memory? I don't don't understand what this is. Yeah, I kept saying, why are we seeing this for the 10th time? Yeah. Then you hear two guys walking down the steps in the bar, Fjord and DeBlanc, and I, I, I didn't know what was going on. I forgot where they were going, and I thought it was a flashback to them living in the 1800s. That's what I thought. And I first. thought maybe the spirit was in the angry cowboy and they were coming to get it. So I sort of thought, but I was wrong. Now, when Tulip went to Albuquerque, on the screen it said, Albuquerque. Yeah. All of a sudden they walk up to the cowboy and it says, hell. Yeah. And that was when my mind was blown. Because now we realize the cowboy is in hell. And he's just reliving and his De, hell. And DeBlanc says, I bet you'd like to get out of this, reliving this over and over again. Which means we've been watching him all season, reliving a nightmare over and over again. So, uh, so... Um, they said, we have a job for you. Yeah. And he goes, what is it? He goes, come with us and I'll show you. And then he shot De, DeBlanc right in that Well, because he didn't tell him. He says, yeah. what's the job? He goes, come with us, we'll show you. He shoots him and he goes, he says to Fjord... What's the job? Like, I'm not playing games. Yeah. And he's like, uh, we have someone we want you to kill. Yeah. Who? A preacher. A preacher. <laughs> so they had said last week, we tried to do it the easy way, which was to get the thing out of preacher, but it went back to him. Genesis, right? So when they said we have to do it the hard way, when they were going to buy tickets to hell, I thought it was to get Eugene out. That's what I kind of thought, yeah. Get Eugene out, and then preacher would give up the power like he said he would. But they went to hire, I mean, why that guy and how they knew about him, I don't know. That's right. I was thinking that too, like, why this guy? I don't know, but. It, and he, where's Eugene? I thought maybe we would have, when they went hell across the screen, I thought, well, maybe we'll see Eugene stuck somewhere, but we didn't. This guy's coming after Preacher next week. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited because he's badass. How do you think they're going to get back from hell? Just I, in that little shuttle? I guess they get back to the, sh- I guess they get out of sh- So I mean, the cowboy comes to modern times then, I'm guessing. Yeah. That should be weird. Now, there's a great song by Pantera called Cowboys from Hell, which made me think of that because he's the cowboy in hell. So I'm wondering if they'll play like a hook from that next week. Oh, that'd week. be cool. But if they don't, listen to that song if you have a chance yeah. on YouTube, Cowboys from Hell by Pantera. So um, the last thing they show, and by the way, I apologize this podcast is so long, but we were excited. So thank you. There for, was a lot of things to talk thank about. Thank you for sticking with us. They've been showing an old man in what looks like a 1950s nuclear plant. Yes. Where the power keeps going up, and he pushes a button to let the power, the pressure down, and that's all they show him. 
Well, in the clip for next week, among the other things they show, is a mostly naked woman with a ball gag in her mouth. Looks like she's pushing the button to lower the pressure. So I don't know what the hell's going on next week. I don't week. know what that is. I- I'm just excited. So bottom line, <laughs> so let- let's recap. Fear the Walking Dead trailer looked great. Yes. August 21st, it comes back. The Walking Dead trailer was fantastic. Hashtag Negan. August, what, uh, October 23rd? October 23rd. It's it's too long. I can't wait. I, can't I know. I'm what For seven months, it'll be by the time we get it back. And Danielle Monero on, on our show. Um, oh, I already know this. This is she, insane. She, okay, I need you guys to tweet... Um, at, 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 just, uh, at Danielle Monero, right? She's not watching the finale of season six where Negan kills someone, but you don't know who it is because she doesn't want to be angry that there's a cliffhanger so she can watch that episode right into the new episode. I, so she's no crazy. Cl- but here's the thing. She knows there's a cliffhanger, so she already knows that she doesn't know. Yeah. So why not watch it and not know? Because then you can have conspiracy. Part of the, our podcast and part of our... The summer fun of it has been watching conspiracy yeah. videos and my friend Trev's Chan too and and Make a Path presents with Ronnie. Those are my two favorite. You got to look those guys up on 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 the on YouTube. Make a Path presents and Trev's Chan too, as in Trevor's channel too. Fan- but love them both. One guy's like really kind of like in the woods and he's angry. That uh-huh. that's Ronnie. And he's like, let me tell you, this is the way it is. He's like <laughs> Negan and 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 uh, uh, Trevor is just a goofy fun. Upbeat, optimistic kid from Canada who's just laughs at himself. He dresses up like Negan sometimes. <laughs> Two different people who really do a great job of analyzing The Walking Dead, the trailer, everything else. Not as good as us, but you know, yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Ronnie Hayes, I think is his name. Love him. We may have to have him on the show as well. I'm that would be fun. Hit him up. We have to have Trevor back too. When, yeah. Went for the. Uh, oh yeah. And Danielle's gonna come on with us. Oh good. Uh, after after she sees it. After she sees season seven. Yeah. Okay. See the the premiere. So. Uh, there you go. Uh, please remember to tweet us at David underscore Brody and at JMegs514 on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. We still would love to take phone calls maybe next week for the finale of Preacher yeah. and for the premieres. So uh, hit us up on Twitter and we'll arrange to exchange phone numbers. Or you can email me. This will be the best thing for now. Brody at Elvistrand.com. Email me your questions and phone numbers and maybe we can get you on the show. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for, for episode 10 and then a couple of weeks of a break for us. And then just Walking Dead, Walking Dead, oh, feel Walking Dead. Cannot wait. Can't wait. So there you go. First myself in that. Well, thanks for listening to the long podcast, <laughs> and have a great uh, summer week. Thanks, guys.